You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode was recorded earlier in the COVID pandemic, and certain details may not reflect current circumstances. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Elisa Gardner, host of Develop Your Character, brought to you by Camp Broadway. We bring you candid conversations with theater educators, industry experts and insiders, and savvy parents, all geared toward helping culture-loving kids and aspiring artists become great performers on and off stage at every stage of their lives. Our guest today is Justin Greer, a former Camp Broadway team member and current performer, choreographer, and educator who has appeared in eight Broadway productions, serving as swing, dance captain, or fight captain in a few of them. He's also been a guest artist, teacher, and arts administrator for organizations ranging from Camp Broadway to the Bravo Television Network, and is a full-time art specialist at Manhattan's prestigious Dalton School, where he teaches dance and theater to students in kindergarten through third grade. Justin, welcome to Develop Your Character. It is great to have you here at what I know is a really crazy time for educators and the entertainment community alike. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we doubly appreciate it. <laughs> um, you were obviously interested, I would think, in performing at a, at a young age. Do you remember exactly what piqued your interest and made you think you wanted to pursue this? You know, um, my my inroad into the show business sort of came from a slightly different direction. I, I started a piano lessons when I was six years old. And um, as a result, I, I developed a, a pretty good ear um, for music. And I was a decent singer. And so as a, as a boy with a good voice, I was pegged to be in the chorus uh, in, in general in school. And that... Um, that led to the boys who were in chorus were were tended tended to move toward um, musicals um, because we we were uh, we were around and we had an interest and so the the my my journey really toward musical theater began through through music originally but once um, once I got bit by that musical theater bug it was. Um, really transforming for me. I was a, inherently a very shy kid. And when I got on stage and put on the skin of another person or a different character, I was able to do all the things that I couldn't do as Justin in, in real life. And it really um, 
that that planted a seed in me of um of, of really wanting to continue to feel that sort of bold sense of being bigger than oneself and so that's that's i really got it during uh, doing those high school musicals um back in the day and then the other thing that um that i that sort of drew me toward um Broadway musicals in particular, was listening to those cast recordings. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, and uh, I hadn't—I never went to New York City until I was a senior in high school. And the, um, the just—I would dance around my house listening to these um, cast recordings and imagining what they might look like. Because this was, this was in the days before you could see a lot of things on on television, and. Or on or on the internet right. days before the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Those right. old days. Those good old days. Um, so uh, yeah, I would dance around my house listening to these musicals, and um, that that I just imagined imagining myself in those was uh, was a, was a big influence for me. Yeah. Well, you, I think, got your first Broadway gig when you were in your early twenties. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. But you've also done a lot of regional and stock and so much else. So at what point did you begin auditioning? Well, that actually, I, I started auditioning when I was still in college. I went to Carnegie Mellon University. Um, I, I started yes. as a musical theater major there. And I, I didn't love um, the musical theater program. It, it doesn't, you know, programs are so um, personal and, and what I personally really um, wanted to get out of my education, I, I could, I, I sort of sought it out for, in a different place. I still loved Carnegie Mellon University, so I stayed there, but I transitioned after my first year in musical theater. I transitioned into the um, vocal performance department, um, hmm. studying opera. And, uh, but because I had started as a drama student, I was able to continually take um, classes that were only offered to drama majors. So I was able to kind of cobble, cobble together this bizarre mix of classical singing with musical theater movement and um, acting. And so I, it's sort of like a, I kind of made my own way at, at Carnegie Mellon. And, and I was able to uh, audition for local productions in Pittsburgh. And so that's really where I started auditioning and I um I was I did a number of of shows in in the Pittsburgh area and when I moved to New York City eventually I realized that auditioning is a it's a muscle that you have to exercise just like a muscle um in your body uh and so I went to Every single audition that I could possibly go to, uh, whether I was right for the show or not, whether I was right for the job, I just went to all of them, uh, mm -hmm. singing, dancing, acting, small, small shows, big shows. And I practiced what it's like to get in front of people in a really nervous, nervous environment and try to find calm and try to find the performance in that. And it, it, mm. it's, like I said, it's something that you really do have to practice doing. Um, and it just sort of turned out, you know, here I am, this musician, um, but it turned out as, as, a, as in a numbers game, I went to 
the I could go and wait in line and um, and be one of hundreds of people that get like eight bars to sing in front of a, a some an assistant, a casting assistant or something, um, as a singer, or as a dancer. In groups of like 20, I could work for the better part of a half an hour with probably the choreographer of the show, the person that's mm-hmm. making the decisions. And so it just sort of turned out that like I I spent a lot of time in these dance auditions failing, <laughs> but also um, learning how to do it well and, and establishing connections with the people that were making those decisions. And so when I got hired on Broadway, it was primarily as a dancer, which was... Uh, unfathomable to, to me because I didn't start dancing until I was um, yeah. freshman in college. So well, it's, that's a, it's amazing. Very, yeah. So um, and then I just kind of stuck with it, and uh, and I that's that's where my career um, was. That's where it led me. Yeah. And now you're a, a teacher at an elite school and a choreographer who's done work for Wolf Trap Opera and other noted companies. So you've worked with both accomplished professionals like yourself and very young children who are just getting the feel of dance. So I'm curious what qualities you look for at different levels for, for kids and parents who you know might be interested in pursuing this. What can make a dancer stand out for you regardless of experience necessarily? Right. I mean, it's a very different thing depending on the kid that you're talking about. So, like, if I think about my my own students at uh, Dalton, so they're young children, and I I really, in, at my core, I believe that movement is a child's first language, and that that is the way that they can express themselves best um, by using their bodies. And um, so, I see my job as t- as a as a movement teacher there, uh, just to provide my young students with the opportunities to express themselves using whatever part of their body they feel is in their, in, in their capacity. Um, so I'm not looking at technique or star power with my, with my little ones. But with the uh, professional adults, it's a totally different story. Sure. Uh, um, but weirdly, it's kind of the same story, because um, I'm, I'm musical theater professionals. They need to have technique in multiple dance styles, and they need to dance, and they need to act. They need to do all the things. But they also need to be able to express themselves and further the narrative using whatever um, the whatever the discipline is. And so if you're a, a dancer and you're caring about how high you kick your leg in, a, in an audition, um, you're not really going to be the dancer for me. It doesn't matter. How, like, even if you have this perfect technique, what, I, what I'm going to be looking for is someone who motivates that kick and where so that there's something deeper and more realized behind the kick. And What's, what's funny is that that's exactly what young kids do naturally. Sure. And so you kind of have to um, unlearn. Well, you have to keep your technique where it is, but then you have to unlearn um, the, the performance piece of it. Or sorry, you have to unlearn the technique piece of it so that you can allow the performance to come through. And it, so it's, a, it's really interesting. Like, uh, I, I'm looking for a childlike quality in a professional dancer with all of that technique. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you look for that kind of vitality and and love of movement. Uh, that's what attracts us to to, to dancers and to dance. Um, tell us about being a swing. You've been a swing in a number of shows. That's a term not known to all kids and parents who don't follow theater closely. Certainly, can you explain what that means and how? Being one has served you and enhanced your skills overall. It's kind of like the mul- the ultimate, you know, multitasker thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, the, the I never even knew what a swing was, honestly, until I until I I started actually being in shows where there were swings. Uh, you know, the easiest way that I would or just the simplest way that I would describe it is that a swing is like an understudy for the ensemble of a show or the chorus members of the show. And um, usually uh, a swing is a person that has to learn many, many different parts. And you, so you're, you know, if you're a regular um, actor in the show, regular cast actor, you just learn your part and you do your part. And every night you show up and you do, you do your part. If you're a swing, you're learning I would say anywhere between five and nine different parts, different people's parts. And you are learning every aspect of that, of that person's role. So whatever they have to sing, you have to sing. Whatever they have to say, you have to say. Every character they play, you have to play it. Every dance step they do. So you really, as a swing, have, um, you have to be a more widely talented person um, at the same time being less specific an act, um, a, a type. So, you know, you put a wig on me and a pair of glasses and a, and a, and a different outfit, and I really do look different. I mean, everybody sort of looks different if you do that, but I, I'm fairly chameleon-like. Um, I, I sort of can morph into various different kinds of um, characters fairly naturally, where certain people are often cast as the main, as the main person because they have a really specific quality to them or a very specific look. So I'm not specific, but I am widely talented, talented enough that I have to do all of the things that all the people have to do. So that's kind of the, the, the challenge. But for me, with a fun part of being a swing, because oftentimes I, as a swing, well, A, you don't, you don't go on every night. So your body has a chance to rest in oh, between, yeah. in between performances. So that's, one plus. B, every time you do go on, it's something different. And so you really are feeling, um, thing gets boring or um, mechanical because you really have to be in the moment as a swing, preparing, uh, being, being prepared to go on at any time for anybody, which is, um, which is sort of an exciting place to live as long as you're okay <laughs> with uh-huh. uh, with someone uh, with um, being flex you kind of have to be flexible a little bit um, people who are um, who will go with the flow a little more tend to sure. be a little bit better at being a swing because yeah. <laughs> it always it, it, it always changes and you never know what um, what's going to be coming at you from a day from day to day. Right, right. Well, as an educator generally, I'm, I'm interested in knowing what you found, how you found that uh, studying theater, learning about theater and dance can enrich young people, even who aren't initially that interested in the arts. 
Oh yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like you, the, so there's, there's sort of maybe three different ways that I would want to look at this, the answer to this question. Um, the first is that like theater, participating in theater, um, it's a community almost uh, above anything else because theater is one of the most collaborative of the art forms. And so you've got the, yes, you've got the actors on stage that are, that have to work together, but those actors also have to work with the backstage people and all of them have to work with the front of house people, which are the sort of the creative team that are putting it together. And so it's very, and you've got the, the music elements and the dance elements and the, and the acting pieces and then the costumes and all of, all of the things. And so it, it really does create this sense of genuine regard and well-being and we're all working together to create this thing. And if any one person doesn't show up and do, the, do their job, it, it, it all kind of, it, it, it doesn't function in the same way. So th that's the first thing of like in in participating in theater how like how how great it feels to be part of a that kind of a team. Um and then when you when you do it even in a small way in a high school in a middle school with Camp Broadway um you are you you gain an appreciation for how hard it is to do it and for the talent that no matter where you are, um, backstage or in front of the in front of the footlights, no, you have to you have to really be dedicated to what you're doing and 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 have a talent for it and a love of it, and it's hard work. And so that what it really does is it develops people who are more educated audience members. It's audience building. Um, being taking part in theater makes you appreciate the actual art form. So that there's that piece of it, and then really. I, one of the most important things for our world right now, when you are asked to an, inhabit another person's body or a different character that's outside of your experience, you're cultivating empathy. And mm. um, you, are, you are exercising that really important thing that allows, allows us to be human, with each other, and and so even even if you don't necessarily want to do it professionally, just get getting the experience of being being another person and having to look at what that person has to go through every day. Sure, um, sure. It, it really it's it's a it's a very special thing and something that our world needs so much right now. Amen to that. I was actually going to ask you as a final question, um, what character means to you, since that's the title and mission of this podcast. And I think you pretty much summed it up in those uh, in those responses. <laughs> um, well, thanks again, Justin. Uh, and thanks to all of you who've tuned into this podcast of Develop Your Character. We are always looking for listeners' input. So if you have a question or an observation about Justin, something we've discussed with Justin, or anything else theater or character related, you can reach us on social media or visit our website. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can leave a review on iTunes or share with your friends on social media. And for more information on Camp Broadway, Broadway's original destination for theater-loving kids, check out our site at campbroadway.com.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.